Share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yachtangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Good Monday evening, everybody. I am the host of the Fish Chuck Show, Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck. Joining me, as always, my two co-hosts, one, Mr. Pepe Vidal. Hey, hey. How you guys doing? Everyone's doing well, I hope. Uh, Alan, Rylan. I'm here. What's happening? Present. He's here. <laughs> well, we're back after taking last week off. I just wanted to uh, thank everybody for um, coming back to hear us, I guess, uh, after taking a, a, a very short week off. Um, I saw that Alan and Peppy both, yeah, hiatus, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Uh, I saw you guys both got out and did a little duck hunting um, over the time that we've been gone, and uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. We'll also talk about some Fishing reports, I got to do a little fishing with Captain Alex last week, which was pretty cool. Covered a lot of territory in the no-motor zone, and then uh, had a very exciting weekend. Uh, got an opportunity to talk to some of the, not some of the, I got an opportunity to talk to the legends of fly fishing. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on as well. Tonight, we have a very special guest. Alan, would you like to tell folks about our special guest yeah no problem it's going to be uh lee janik which is the uh owner ceo of clutch tactical fly rods a uh, company that got started up a while back everything made in the usa they make their own blanks uh manufacture everything the rods all the way from the uh from the blank to the uh to the finish so um very cool stuff um chuck i know you've talked to him too but his uh his story is quite quite impressive very passionate about the sport of fly fishing so yeah definitely looking forward to that and uh uh something that i've i've been following clutch fly rods now for a while on facebook and a good friend of mine scott mccullough is one of his pro staffers and if scott well i know scott real well and i know that he used to throw nothing but loomis stuff and for him to have now a pile of Loomis fly rods sitting in the corner of his uh, house collecting dust because he's fishing nothing but clutch stuff. It, it says a lot for what Lee's been able to do up there. So I'm looking forward to that. He'll be calling us in around 8.15 to get that 
conversation started. Uh, let's see. Locally, uh, for all of you folks listening to us from out of state, nanny nanny poo poo, it is not cold here. Seems like we are the only uh, we're the only state I think in the entire United States that's above sixty degrees. So, move to Florida. There you go. Hello. No, it's, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, man. It's December the what's today? The the ninth. December the ninth. Ninth. And it's eighty. It's what eighty four degrees today. Crazy, crazy. What's going on in the uh, in the ch- in the chat room? Is everybody speaking Spanish in the chat room? It's Latino chat night. I started a uh, started a trend. <laughs> right. All right, Peppy. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you Are you gonna be our uh, interpreter yes, for the evening? I'll I'll be the interpreter, I guess. I. It just started, and all of a sudden, everyone's going at it, and all of a sudden, then, you know, it's just, now it's all Spanish. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Anyhow, so, uh, so guys, what, what have you guys been up to? Pepper, we'll start with you. What have you been doing the last uh, week and a half or so? Oh, man. Um, not much for duck hunting, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I've been uh, sort of getting out there in the marsh, and, Doing a little bit of duck cutting here or there. I haven't done much of fishing. I mean, I actually, you know what? Last week, I didn't do any kayak fishing or anything like that, but last week I took the boat out one day during a week, just real quick. It was one of those quick runs, you know. Um, I just really wanted to run the boat. I'm not used to the boat yet or anything like it. Like, you know, I haven't even fished on it yet or anything like that, so I just took it out. Launched right there off the Pineed on the Indian River, right in front of Grills. Ran around for a little while, got on the west shoreline right there, put the trolling motor in the water, and I started moving around, found bait. All of a sudden, I had one rod with the Slayer STB on it. Started tossing it out, started catching 21, 22-inch trout. <laughs> and I wasn't even trying to finish. And I'm here catching 21, 22-inch trout, and, you know, somewhere where I didn't even think I was going to catch fish. But... That was pretty cool. You know, I come back home after that day. That After that day, I just come back home that afternoon. I come back and clean the boat. My neighbor's there, and I go, hey, Cody, you should have gone with me. I told my neighbor, he goes, goes, why? I go, I caught trout. He goes, shut up. He didn't believe me and stuff. I go, I'm serious. I caught trout. I told you to go out there. He goes, man, he goes, I don't get this, man. He goes, I go out there with bait, and I go out there for hours, and I don't catch anything but catfish. You go out there with one measly rod and one artificial bait, and you catch trout. <laughs> hey, sometimes it's just, you know, it's all about what you know, not, you know, uh, the natural bait thing. That's yeah. cool. That's that's cool. Well, hey, that spot might end up turning into one of your now go-to places, huh? Let me tell you, man, I'm planning to go back there, Chuck. That's for sure. <laughs> See, I, don't bl- I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Oh, yeah. So killing some ducks, how's duck, how's duck hunting been for you? Duck hunting's been kind of slow, to tell you the truth. It's been it's been slow here. I mean, opening day was real good, um, and then after that, it's 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 it all. Duck hunting has a lot to do with the weather, and like you've noticed, the weather's been hot. When the weather's hot, those birds are not here. You need a cold front. Cold front pushes the birds in from the north. So, as the cold, when you get those cold fronts, it pushes ducks down. When it gets hot here. These birds move out. 
and they're, they're, you know, and they just keep on moving down south. They're going to South America, all kinds of stuff and everything. So right now we don't have any birds here. There's hardly any birds here. It's been slow. Every time we go out, I kill three or four birds. You know, I haven't been getting my limits. It's been, it's been tough. It's been tough hunts. Alan can tell you some of the hunts that we've done have been tough hunts. Um, I'm going hunting tomorrow morning, and uh, where I'm going tomorrow morning is it's over at Broadmoor, which is uh, the permit area, and we got number one pick, so we got first choice of where we want to hunt. So we're expecting a really good hunt tomorrow. But other than that, the real slows. We're, we're you know we need some cold weather, or else we're not going to have any duck poppers, man. <laughs> uh, we need some duck poppers, so we need uh, Mother yeah. Nature to. Cool it down a little bit. Alan, what have you been up to, buddy? Uh, same thing. I, I told you about my Louisiana trip, right? Huh. Yeah. Shut Never up. Mind. Right. Shut up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've, uh, I think I've fished maybe once or twice since I've been back. I'm, I'm back to work now, so I'm back to the weekend warrior thing. And, uh, you know, like Peppy said, I've uh, gotten, gotten back into duck hunting this year. My son has been... Uh, been begging me to go with him he's really gotten into it last couple years and he's got him a boat now so i helped him do some work on it camo it up and stuff like that so been duck hunting here and there with him and uh peppy and lenny and uh some of the other guys and it's it's fun but uh like peppy said it's been slow it's hot i mean we're out there uh you know setting up at you know five five thirty in the morning or earlier you know, I, mean, I think Sunday we got to the ramp at about 3.15, 3.30, and, uh, you know, you're already sweating. I mean, we're running across the, the lake in pitch black dark with nothing but T-shirts and flip-flops on. So definitely not conducive of uh, what you're used to for duck hunting, but uh, but it's, it's it's been fun. So, uh, you know, hopefully i got to work the next couple weekends in a row, so it's going to kind of mess me up a little bit, but uh, staying busy. And... Getting to spend some quality time with the boy before he heads off to college to play some ball, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's it. This is uh, this is his last uh, be his last last duck season at least here in the uh, here in the state of Florida. He's uh, he's got his eyes set on uh, Mizzou, going out there to Missouri for school. He's he's got accepted to that and uh, LSU, Alabama. He looked at a couple of them, but um, looks like uh, looks like Missouri's going to be his choice. So uh, nice. Another one leaving the nest, so trying to get some time in with him while I can. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, I'm not a Mizzou fan, but, however, I think I'll have to be a fan next year because of that. So uh, yeah. that's good, man. Good for him. That's awesome. Heck yeah, that's awesome, man. So we got a couple of minutes here before our guest shows up. I'm going to hit a real quick break. When we get back, I'm going to try and blabber about my week and then uh, – We'll talk to our guest, Lee, from uh, Clutch Fly Rods. So you are listening to Kayak Fishing Radio. This is the Monday Night Show with Alan, Peppy, and myself. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium-quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Give me the flat to dawn. 
with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. Awesome I got one. Oh, damn, I got him. You got it. I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Are new to the sport of fishing and never watched fishing shows back in the day is none other than the one Mr. Flip Pallet from Walker's K Chronicles and other TV shows. I was uh, I was blessed to be able to join Steve Chapman, Mike Ortigo from Fishing Florida Radio on Saturday morning at six o'clock in the morning over at the Renzetti factory here in Titusville. For those of you that don't know what Renzetti is, they are one of the finest quality fly tying vices on the planet. It's a Renzetti family, they, they manufacture said vices um, right there in Titusville along with rod building lathes as well. So they had a big open house this past weekend and uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the deal was um, it was to help benefit Casting for Recovery and Wounded Warrior Project. And uh, so they brought in some of the legends of fly fishing, Lefty Cray, Flip Pallet, um, John Cave. Uh, man, there was a bunch of them there. I, I'm, I'm going to forget a bunch of them because I just, uh, it was nuts. But so Saturday morning comes along. I walk in, I walk up to... Uh, the Renzetti factory and, and Captain Mike Ortigo is standing outside. And so we greet each other and go inside. We find our, our little table out back set up doing a live remote from there. And, um, Clouser, thank you. Mike Ortigo just texted me. Bob Clouser was there. So that was cool. But, uh, anyhow, so <clears throat> we get set up and we're talking, chit chatting and, um, getting ready to start the show. And, Chris Peterson from Hell's Bay Boat Works comes walking in, the owner of Hell's Bay Boat Works, and he sits down next to me. We're, we're all chatting, and so if it couldn't get cool, you know, any more cool than what it was, you know, I've got the man behind some of the baddest flat skiffs on the planet sitting next to me, so that was cool. So anyhow, mosquitoes tore us up for the first hour and a half or so of the show, and then as the sun started to come up, as if uh, – I don't know if you if you're a big sports fan or if you you know if you don't look at fishing people as celebrities or whatever, perhaps you have a favorite sports team. If you can envision somebody uh, being uh, like your your favorite athlete, I guess walking through the door of an area where you're sitting and you know you're about to talk to them. That's kind of the feeling that I had uh, as soon as I look over and I see Lefty Cray come walking out of the. Uh, out of the office there. So Lefty comes out, sits down with us. We talked to Lefty for a while, who, by the way, is 89 years old and can still throw an entire fly line better than anybody on the planet. And then uh, we take a break, short break after that. Flip Pallet comes out. We get to listen to Flip and Lefty tell some stories and that included how they met and how Flip looks at Lefty as, you know, that's his hero and the conversation took a turn and we started talking to uh, Flip a little bit about Jose Wehebe from Spanish Fly. And I come to come to learn, that I didn't know, I come to learn that Lefty Cray gave Jose his first fly casting lesson at the age of 12. 
and they had stayed in touch throughout the years and it was uh it was interesting man a great conversation and just just to be able to sit across the table from these two and, and listen to them talk to each other and, and talk to us and give these stories it was just it was surreal for me i've been a fan of flips since i was a little kid i still have some of walker's k chronicles you know recorded on a uh on a vhs tape so you know if you if you've never seen walker's k chronicles i suggest that you go to uh go to youtube and pull up a uh an episode or two and uh you know that that my friends is what a fishing show is all about um so anyhow that was awesome uh the night before that they had the big dinner um you know charity thing so went to that and hung out and got a chance to actually talk with flip a little bit kind of off the record so to speak and um we talked about the no motor zone and the fishery around here and everything else like that he seemed to be pretty pumped about no motor zone wanting to get back out there again so uh of course i have a chime in that we've got nasa passes (laughs) right peppy yeah, that's a that's a for sure thing. You hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, if, yeah. if dude, if if Flip Pallet says he want, I mean, if you, I would, I will invite him. And if he says yes, holy cow, dude, that's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, there's no doubt. But anyway, so uh, also too, you can go to the Hell's Bay website and uh, Hell's Bay Boatworks website and see some of the old Walker's K shows. They've got them on the uh, website itself there. Um, I know Lee's there on hold. One more quick story before I bring Lee on. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, Flip Pallet is responsible for Flip and a few. Uh, there's two other gentlemen, and, I, and I'm sorry, I don't remember their names, but Flip was one of the founding fathers of Hell, Hell's Bay Boatworks. And they started building Hell's Bay boats because they wanted to get out of John boats. They were using John boats down in the Everglades as guiding boats. Because back in those days, there wasn't a fiberglass boat that floated shallow and was quiet and the whole thing. So really neat story. But anyhow, without any further ado, I would like to welcome the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Clutch Flyrods. Uh, Please. One of, one of those <laughs> might be correct, guys. <laughs> I know what's I'm a man. On? I don't know about a myth or a legend, but... Hey, what's going uh, on, buddy? Not much, man. Hey, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, you, ju- you just you just got to follow up talking about Flip Pallet and Lefty Cray and stuff. That's all. That's okay. I, I can handle it. I can handle it. Those guys are myths and legends. I'll fill in the man part. So. <laughs> No, I, I I caught the end of that. Those guys are definitely, you know, you know, definitely idols, definitely idols. So, um, so appreciate you guys having me on and uh, and whatnot. So, and we can talk rods. We can do whatever. This is new for me. So, um, you know, you know, let me know what you guys are looking for. And we can kind of wing it and go from there. Well, let's uh, let's just kind of get a little background about you, man. Why don't you uh, kind of fill us in all about you, kind of your background in fishing and and how you kind of got started in fly fishing, and then more importantly, how you got started in the uh, rod business? Well, the uh, the start in fly fishing, I don't know if it's that if that uh, if that's that crazy, but um, I kind of fell into the uh, and I hate to admit this, but the river runs through it group. Um, you know, up here in Ohio, watching it one night and you know late teens and ended up grabbing an old 
bamboo fly rod and my dad throwing out in the snow and frothing the hell out of the snow, so to speak. And, uh, you know, 18 years old. And, you know, from then I just, you know, took off and, you know, it's, it's been fly fishing ever since. So nothing crazy. Um, fell in love with the salt, uh, about 16 years ago. And unfortunately, you know, a guy from Ohio, uh, you know, fall in love with the salt, you know, creates a little bit of an issue. So, you know, try to get down there as much as possible, but, um, you know, fish a lot of lakes, rivers, uh, you know, trout, Michigan, Pennsylvania, you know, uh, were the origins, you know, for me. And then uh, once I discovered the Florida Keys, it was it was done. You know, tarpon was my uh, was my demise, so to speak. So, fly fishing wise, that's that's you know that's that in a nutshell. Um, as far as the rod stuff, um, I was a uh, kind of on the tournament circuit in reference to like distance casting and whatnot in like you know, early 2001, two, three, four, uh, did some stuff with ESPN and, and, um, outdoor life and, and competed a little bit and, uh, you know, had sponsorships and all that good stuff. And, uh, just over the years, I don't say wasn't happy with the way the, with the market, you know, with where it was going, but, uh, it seemed like the rod, the rod business was getting a little too corporate for my liking. Um, so one day about, uh, about two years ago, I was sitting with my, uh, you know, then friend, still friend and partner on a, uh, uh Northern Michigan, uh, trout stream, uh, the Osable, um, doing some trout fishing in May and talking about, um, you know, just generalities of the business, where we think it's going and, uh, you know, kind of our, uh, our disheartened nature of, of the corporate influx so to speak so talking about rods that we liked and why they were discontinued and why the change and the constant change and you know technology so we looked at each other and said you know i bet we can make a rod and it was kind of a just offhanded you know suggestion that kind of took off you know we didn't sit down and say hey you know we're gonna we're gonna start a rod company and this is what we want to do and this is what we're planning and it was nothing like that so from uh from midday shores on a on a blue river trout stream in, in Michigan, we made this offhanded comment. And uh, my partner is in the technology field and manufacturing uh, up in Michigan, and he works a lot with the big three. So he has a technology background, and I have the tournament casting background. And um, we decided to make our own blank. So we did our research and, and looked into it and put our heads together, and uh, you know through through a lot of trials and tribulations ended up with a blank that we were happy with that threw the way we wanted to and um you know, it was kind of our rot and we built it for us. And we were really right. happy with it. So this whole thing kind of blew up, you know you know, by chance because being infatuated with the Florida Keys, I have a lot of guide buddies, a lot of my fishing buddies are from uh from Florida, you know. So mm-hmm. sent a rod down to a couple of guys and said, Hey, you know, what do you think of this? You know, fishing. And I didn't give him any background. So I get a couple phone calls. You know, oh, my God. You know, what is this? I said, well, I built it. They said, well, that's great. You know, who's, who's blank is it? I said, it's my blank. No, but, you know, who'd you buy it from? Whose blank is it? And I said, it's mine. We built it. And silence on the phone and, you know, through disbelief, um, Basically, they said, you know, if you don't put this thing to market, um, you're doing yourself an injustice. So, you know, you need to run with this. 
So flash forward two years, you know, a lot of uh you know, a lot of work, a lot of hard work, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, a lot of, you know, success. Um you know, here we are. Uh, my partner and I, uh, Jeff Klima, uh from uh southern Michigan. Um, you know, we've got a rod company and we're being received very, very well. And um you know, it's it's kind of surreal. It's uh it's kind of amazing to see where we're at now. You know, it's we you know, like I said, we didn't put this plan together to, you know, set out and change the world, so to speak, in this, you know, in this industry. It came from, hey, you know, this is what we love. Um, you know, we want to build something for us with a purpose uh, that performs a certain way. And, you know, like I said, it leaked out, and here we are. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty crazy. the guys that you've aligned yourself with, I mean, I, I personally know uh, Scott McCullough really well. Um, I know yeah. Nick Stasek. I, I have met him a few times in passing, but uh, to, again, I, I don't. I don't think you heard earlier. I had said that knowing Scott, I knew that he used to throw a lot of Luma stuff, and yeah. all, all of a sudden one day he's like got no Luma stuff laying around. He's just throwing nothing but your stuff, and I was like, I was on the boat with him, and I was asking him. I said, uh, you know, what do you think about those rods? Because dude, they're they're incredible. I mean, the, the best rod I've ever thrown. And I'm like, seriously. And, you know, I'm, I've been fly fishing for a while myself. I mean, since I was about 10 years old and, but I take everything that Scott says to heart because that guy is, is one of the best in the area. And uh, that's just cool, man. It speaks testament. So for you, for, for somebody to put down a, a huge name like Loomis and pick up yours. And um, was he one of the first guys you sent that rod to? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I, I guess, First of all, it's hard for me to hear that still, you know, or to acknowledge the quality or the, or the, you know, you know, the guys that we have on board with us. You know, I mean, you know, they're serious. You know, you know, you know, Scott's a beast. You know, Nick, you know, he fished with Nick Sassick over there. You know, Nick's on board. Um, you know, we've got a lot of, a lot of solid guys. You know, like you said, and you know, putting down big name products and coming over with us. It's still it's still surreal to me. You know, I, yeah, I guess it hasn't really clicked. Um, but Nick and Scott actually tested the first saltwater rods with me in Louisiana last year in early November. Um, you know, the, the first nine weight, 10 weights off the line. Um, you know, those guys were the first ones to, uh, sort of, you know, I guess, you know, set out to, to break the hell out of some rods. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know they 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 were there on the front lines with me. Um, I knew Scott from you know from previous years, you know, coming down there and fishing uh, Mosquito Lagoon. Um, you know we became good friends, and you know he's one of the guys that look, you know, I look to in terms of his knowledge and, and his feedback, and um, you know I can trust. So I said, hey, you know the saltwater stuff's rolling out. Let's you know let's go chase some big redfish, you know, and get it done. So um, you know those guys have been have been. Uh, you know, key. You know, got guys down down uh, lower keys. Uh, Rob Kramars, Will Benson, uh, Jeff Legucky, uh from over on the other side of the state, and uh, you know, just to name a few. But uh, the, the feedback and, and the and the support and the response is overwhelming. It's flattering. It's humbling, and it's uh, you know, it's really cool. We've got some good guys. You know, putting in some some fantastic input and. Uh, you know, we're not the end-all, be-all. There's a lot of great rods out there. Um, you know, I'm not one of those guys that says, hey, you know, if it's not a clutch, it's not worth anything. You know, there's a lot of good stuff out there. But, you know, 
we're obviously proud of what we're doing. You know, we're doing it for a reason, and it's really cool to see these guys. You know, you mentioned Loomis. Um, you know, Jeff did the same thing over in Naples. You know, um, you know, he put down the Loomis and came to us. You know, and, and it's just, it's, uh, it's overwhelming. You know, and it's, it, it still hasn't, hasn't really registered. But, uh, you know, it, it, you know, it's, I, I use the word humbling and, and, you know, flattering a lot because, you know, in, in, in my view, you know, there's a lot of technology that goes into it. Obviously, you know, we've, you know, we've come a long way in a very short time, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy from Ohio, you know, and, uh, you know, we're thrust into this and it's, uh, it's really cool to see, you know, see where we're headed and seeing the response and seeing the people coming on board and the support. And it's just, uh, it's really, really cool really cool yeah um, and, and you meant you mentioned will benson uh i mean m- most folks know well, if anybody watches any of the fly fishing film tour anything over the last couple of years scott and nick and will have all been instrumental in putting together videos for uh for those those film tours so um i'm yep. sure we'll be seeing a lot more clutch over the next couple of years through that too i mean that's got to be the, their level of uh What's the word I'm looking for? Their level of notoriety and being out there in the public eye like they are. And what's funny is a lot of guys probably know who these guys are that, that they just don't know their, their their names. You know what I'm saying? They see their faces on these videos, yeah. and YouTube and everything else. And some of the most epic videos I think I've ever seen in fly fishing have come out of Will, or come from Will's whole group down there. So, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty cool, man, to be associated with that, I'm sure. Um yeah, it's, turn this it's, uh, no, I was going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to step back and let Alan step up and, and start talking and let Pepe get an opportunity to ask some questions too, if he's got any. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just keep this thing rolling. Alan, you got anything, bud? Yeah. So Lee, you guys, when you first got started, you were, you were just doing the smaller stuff, smaller, like stream rods, river rods, you know, four weights, five weights, stuff like that before you got into the saltwater series. Is that kind of how things kind of panned out or something i know you said you just recently you know started doing the uh the nine weights with ten weights and all that you started no, out on a smaller scale no actually what happened um when we're sitting down in the river up there and we're talking the question was you know what was your favorite graphite rod of all time and my answer was sage xp you know to this day and it sounds funny it was from a rod manufacturer to say that you know he likes another manufacturer's rod, but, you know, to me, you know, that rod really kind of epitomized, you know, as close to perfection as possible. And I know a lot of people feel that same way. Um, so when we decided to, you know, go, kind of develop our own deal, um, you know, we want to start with a, with a rod that kind of, you know, fell in the middle. So the five weight was, was where we started. Um, so we, we developed the five weight first, and we actually went from a five right to a nine because I like saltwater so much. You know, it's, I, I couldn't stand the fact that we were, you know, potentially building rods that I couldn't use when I went to the salt. So the five was the start that, that kind of was the catalyst to say, hey, you know, we really have something here. Uh, the tapers really, really feel nice. Um, then we jumped right to the nine and then kind of actually stayed in the salt, uh, in the saltwater series you know, for a while. Um, you know, one of the last rods we designed was a six. In fact, we didn't even have a four until about two months ago. So we went from a five to a nine and then went, you know, eight, 10, 11, you know, seven, 12, you know, and kind of bounced around. But, 
you know, it just happened that we built, you know, the saltwater rods that I was going to use the most, <laughs> you know, by chance. Right. So, um, no, well, one, well, well, the, well, the problem, the problem now is, and not that it's a problem, but me knowing all the guys down down your way, um, you know, all of our Facebook, all of our uh, videos, all of our, you know, pictures and marketing, it's all with, you know, saltwater guys. You know, so we're actually you know, kind of pigeonhole ourselves a little bit uh, early on where people say, Clutch, I heard you guys, you know, you know, make killer saltwater rods or you guys are saltwater rods. It's like, no, we've got, you know, we've got awesome, you know, trout rods too. Um, but Florida took off and my salt guys, you know, really kind of, you know, were instrumental in that. So you kind of strike where the iron's hot. You know, Florida took off. We have, I think, 10 or, 10 or 12 dealers in the state now. Um you know, so it's like, you know, that's where we're getting most of our feedback. That's where we're seeing, you know, a lot of the positive, you know, reinforcements coming from. So you kind of stick with it. And then you step back and you look, it's like, oh, you know, we also do trial. We also do switch rods. You know, we also do, you know, other things. So, you know, we've got to uh, work a little bit to, you know, change, you know, the, the perception a little bit. Not that it's bad yet because we're so new and, you know, a lot of people still haven't heard of us Um but you can definitely tell, you know, when you, when you talk to guys from Colorado, uh, you know, they may not know you as well as, you know, talking to a guy from Florida or, you know, North Carolina or Texas or, you know, Louisiana. So, um, you know, it was very cool. Yeah. Any uh, kind of kind of along those lines where you said you kind of bounced around a little bit, have you, uh, and this this may be way out there, but have you, get, you guys ever thought about maybe getting into the uh, – like the spinning side or casting or maybe getting something out there, you know, to, to try to get into that market too, or are you going to be strictly, strictly fly? Well, I've had that question posed to me before. Um, you know, the other question I get is, you know, are you guys going to get into reels? Um, I've always been the proponent in reference to a you know thought process of, you know, do one thing, do it well. Um, you know, I, we all started somewhere so to speak, um, you know, I developed a love for fly fishing early on, and I can't say that we're never going to go there, you know, I, in, you know, in, a, in the foreseeable future, um, no, at this point, but there's there's so much, um, you know, in reference to fly fishing to, to dial into, you know, with, with what's available and what we want to do that, you know, I can't even see in the foreseeable future even to, to scratch the surface of what we want to do in the fly industry, let alone you know, the, the spinning stuff. Um, you know, the, the big thing we're doing, and, and I don't say it takes more time, um, but a lot of manufacturers, when they're designing their, their, their lines, you know, they'll design a four-weight through a 12-weight and name it whatever the line is. Um, we do things a little bit different. We, uh, you know, our five-weight and our six-weight, actually our four, five, and our six, um, and our trout series, uh, you know, a little bit faster taper, but we only have a four or five and a six. You know, we don't have a, a one or a two through a, you know, whatever. Um, you know, the word tactical kind of falls in here somewhere, and that's kind of where we where we pulled it from. You know, we have four or five and a six that are designed to do a specific task. And actually within that line, they're actually designed a little bit differently. You know, you're going to use a five weight for something, and you're going to use a six weight for something completely different. So we actually tweak the designs to fit that particular uh, line weight, so to speak. You know, with a with a five weight, 
you know, a lot of the trout guys are going to be throwing, you know, smaller flies, dry flies, you know, uh, small nymphs, maybe tiny streamers. And you want a rod that's going to fit that task. Well, you jump to a six, you know, you're talking, you know, big western hoppers, uh, stink tips, huge streamers. You know, you might want something that's got a little bit different taper to it. So that's what we did. You know, instead of just taking the material and sliding it up or down the mandrel to get a heavier or a slower action or weight of the rod, so to speak, we actually designed the five weight, erased the board, and then designed our six weight from scratch. And then did the same thing with the seven, eight, nine, all the way through. So every rod looked at individually. So the way we do it, it's a lot more labor intensive in reference to, um, you know, engineering and design. But what you get is, you know, a rod that's going to fit the bill, so to speak, you know, which is pretty cool. So there's, there's a lot to what we're doing, and there's a lot to, you know, the fly fishing side of it. So, you know, we've, you know, we've got a lot of requests. You know, the, I keep hearing one piece actually from Nick and Scott. Um, you know, that's all I hear. Um, you know, one piece, one piece, one piece, which is fine. You know, and it's, it's actually on the drawing board. Um, you know, everyone has their their sweetheart rods. And, you know, by designing them uh, in small groups, so to speak, you know, we can kind of fit the bill. So instead of, you know, like our saltwater line, instead of having to discontinue that, you know, 16, 24 months from now to come out with a faster rod, we only have a 6 through a 12. Well, I can come out, you know, if we want to look into a faster rod line, you know, we're pretty fast now, but there's some guys who want that sickening fast rod. Instead of discontinuing a, a line that we have and that a lot of people love to get into the faster rods, we can just create another line. So you'll be able to get, you know, the TSX line, which is out now for the salt, you know, in three or four years or five years. But you'll also be able to get other rods too, you know. So instead of discontinuing and, you know, continuing to um, – eliminate rods people you know people love uh we're just going to be planning on adding to it because we have small pockets of rods versus full lines so you know it's something that's been received pretty well um you know but a lot of intense you know design a lot of intensity goes into it so it's a lot of work and you know we we got spay out there you know guys are you know asking me for spay you know it's just uh you know we're gonna be busy for a long long time Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, we're just, we're just, uh, you know, we're we're really, really proud to be where we're at. Um, you know, there's ups and downs, hills and valleys, and all that good stuff. It's not all, you know, um, you know, glamour and fun and games. But, uh, you know, we're uh, we're doing what we love. You know, it's coming from the heart, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's really cool. You know, the the support we're getting is just absolutely unbelievable. So, we're very very and appreciative it's- to that. And it's American made. Absolutely, we're uh, we're designing all our own blanks. We're rolling all our own blanks. It's all here in the U.S. Um, you know, all of our components, uh, you know, except for the cork, obviously come from Portugal. Um, you know, it's all U.S. That, that's one of the things we wanted to do. There's a lot of companies out there that have specific markets and specific customers where you know they're getting their blanks from Korea and building them here, and you know, which is fine. Um, that's not for us. Um, if I had to do that personally, we wouldn't be talking right now. Um, you know, we're, we're hands-on people. We're, you know, uh, we're, we're pro-USA, and, um, you know, everything's got to be done in-house, uh, you know, or don't do it at all, so to speak. So, you know, we're very, we're very proud of that fact. It's, it's not the cheapest way to do it, um, but I feel it's the right way to do it. So... We're sticking to our guns, and it's working out pretty well so far. So, 
very happy. Well, and, and, What's that? Uh, now I was going to say that's uh, that's getting some uh, some attention in the chat room there that you uh, you guys are making your own you know blanks here in the states and stuff like that. That's that's big. So that's, well, we cool. we thought we we thought it was going to be big. I mean, we, that's we were going to do it either way. It wasn't you know it wasn't done for any other reason but for us. Um, but the response I'm hearing from you know our clients as well as you know our dealers, our shops, you know it's it's. It was big to us, but you know it's, it's even bigger to them. You know, it, and it's really, really cool to, to to get that feedback. It's the first thing we hear. You know, we looked at you because we saw that. You know, and the product has to stand on its own. You know, once it's realized. Um, but uh, you know, we didn't know that it was going to have that big of an impact in terms of people, um, you know, showing us their support or coming on board or you know buying a rod and it's. Uh, you know, it's really cool. And, you know, like I said, if, if it wasn't cost-effective and it wasn't able to be done, I'd shut the doors tomorrow. So, yeah. you know, with, without everyone's support, you know, this this can't happen. So, you know, it's uh, it's very much appreciative. So. Well, I mean, it's, it's – it's, well, I haven't told anybody. I suppose it's all right to do that now. But, uh, Absolutely. I haven't let, yeah, I haven't let anybody know, but uh, – KBB Outfitters is going to be a retail location where you come by and check out the clutch rods. And uh, I am super, super excited about that. And one of the things that most of you guys know who have been in the shop or friends of mine know that the uh, Made in America stuff, that that is very important to me. And there's, uh, of course, there's going to be a sprinkling of things throughout the shop that are not going to be made here. Um, That's just the way it is. I mean, it is. 94% 94% of our industry, it seems, unfortunately, is made overseas. But with that being said, um, you know, super excited about it, man. And, and you, you get what you pay for. When you buy American-made stuff, you get quality. I mean, truly, you get what turns out to be a, a much better made piece of equipment, whether it be a fly rod or, heck, a cooler, for that matter. So, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's cool, man. And I appreciate you guys uh, coming on board with me and my little humble little shop, man. I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I know uh, there, there's that. Good. No, I was going to say it's going to be a good relationship, and you know, you know, taking a business from from its infancy and trying to grow it the right way. You know, we understand. So you know, you and I have been talking on and off in one form or another for a while. And um, you know, when when I saw your uh, you know, your shop popping up, it's, you know, from, from day one, whether you knew it or not, it's like, you know, hey, you know, I want to support these guys. I love what they're doing. Um, you know, we're, uh, you know, we, we're, we want to be in partnerships, relationships, you know, from a family perspective, you know, in with the right guys, you know, the guys that right. really believe in what we're doing. You know, um, I tell, I tell shops all the time, hey, it's great. I'm glad, you know, you're, you're willing to put me in your shop, but, you know, unless you're going to get behind the product and really kind of feel the way we do about it and promote it and, you know, kind of be in the moment with us as a, as a family, you know, I'm not interested. You know, I'd rather not take up space on your rack. You know, we're, we're out, we're looking for that per, for that certain relationship. And, uh, you know, we're going to be pretty picky, you know, and, you know, if, you know, from, you know, our early stages and a little bit that we talked, you know, I knew where your heart was with the industry and how much you loved it and, you know, where, you know, just how intense you are you are with it. You know, when when I saw your new project coming out, I said, well, I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but I'm I'm going to let you know that I want to be part of it in some in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, if we can support you guys, you know, I mean, we're going to do that. 
and you know I know it's going to be reciprocated and uh you know it's just it's it's all about relationships as far as I'm concerned and uh you know you're good people and it's just you know I think it's going to be a good thing yeah absolutely and what's what's awesome man is is I've kind of built I think most of us me Peppy and Alan we we've, we've really kind of surrounded ourselves with uh with mainly made in America type products that we represent in one form or fashion or the other. I mean, one of my, one of my best friends and, and a guy I look at almost like a brother, uh, Captain Mike Ortigo from tackle webs is a good example. I mean, he makes, uh, I'm sure you've probably heard of tackle webs before. Um, yep, tackle yep, webs are, you know, boating accessories, kayaking accessories. Uh, he's made here in the States and uh, actually made right here in Florida, central Florida. And, you know, let's support local business and, and guys that are, that are just, you know, getting after the good old American dream, man. There's just not a lot of that left anymore, it seems, in a lot of folks. So um, yeah. super glad that you were able to come on the show, man. It's it's nice to get a kind of an inside look into uh, into a brand, uh, not just from a representative or, say, a pro, a pro staffer or something. It's better to, to speak directly to somebody who actually started the company and kind of get a feel for what you guys are all about, man. And it, it's, it, this has been very eye opening, I'm sure for a lot of people. And, uh, I'm hoping that it, this will all translate into positive buzz for you, man, especially through the kayak fishing community, because, you know, I don't know how much you know about the kayak fishing world, but fly fishing from kayaks is, is steadily growing in, in popularity and the kayaking industry as a whole, obviously is just exploding. So, um, you know, it'd be neat to see a bunch of kayakers running around with clutch rods in, the, in their boats, man. Absolutely, yeah, stickers all over their kayaks. It's, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's, uh, it's it, I mean, it's blowing up up here too, and in, in, you know, in you know, I say the warm water fishery, um, you know, it's really getting big. You know, I, I've been watching you guys grow over the past couple of years, and uh, you know, it's it's a really cool thing to see. In fact, you know, I reached out to you, you know, a few months ago about looking, you know, what do I buy? You know, there's there's so much of it happening. You know, it's like you know. You know, I never thought of it before, and I just got bit by the bug, like, all of a sudden, you know, seeing what's going on up here and, you know, watching what you're doing down there, and it's like, oh, man, I got to get into this, you know. So it's, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's I think it's a good match. I mean, you know, the guys that are, you know, you know, fishing shallow water and, you know, kind of becoming one with the fish and, you know, kind of stripping all, you know, stripping it down to nothing, you know, it's the heart of the matter, so to speak, and it's it's a really cool thing to see. It's a really cool thing to see, so... Um, you know, but very, very excited to, you know, to be a part of, uh, of your new venture and, you know, it's, uh, it's all good. Cool, man. Pepe, you got any questions, brother? You've been kind of quiet. Oh, no, I've just been letting you guys talk. <laughs> um, well, yeah. One of the questions, uh, I know comes up with, uh, people as far as rods and everything, like, what kind of warranty service do you have for, uh, for the rods? We basically went with a with a semi um industry standard. Um, you know, lovely Orvis started it years ago in reference to you know the lifetime stuff and everyone kinda of followed suit. So, you know, in order to you know, really kind of you know, hold up, you know, our end of the bargain so to speak, you know, our warranties are lifetime warranties. Uh, you know, send the rod back, you know, we take a look at it. Um, I think it's a sixty dollars know, handling fee, just you know, I think some you know, some companies are fifty, some are hundred. Um, ours is sixty bucks. Uh we take a look at it and we repair it and you know, send it back to you, you know, shipping included. So um about an industry standard thing. So yeah, there's great. a lot of oh, there's a lot of intense work. I mean everything's hand you know, hand fitted. Um, you know, there's a lot of hand work to it. So, 
you know, honestly, it's 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 definitely not a uh, you know a profit center. You know, if we break even on that, it's uh, it'd be a, you know it's it's a miracle. Um, but there's a lot to it when you're hand making these things. You know, we don't have the um, you know the assembly line, so to speak, like overseas. It's uh, it's pretty labor intensive. But um, you know, we wanted to offer that um, similar warranty. You know, so we can kind of you know keep up with the industry. So I know we think it's pretty cool. That's great. That's great. What what is the biggest weight that uh that you guys sell? So, well we I mean that you guys single, make. What is what is the the, the you know what weight rod. is that the what's that? No, no, say that again. Do you say the most popular or the biggest? The biggest one. Uh well our saltwater line started at six. Uh, and we, we we top out of the twelve weight. Okay. Um, that's a that's a pretty serious tarp rod. I I thought you were asking what's what's our most popular weight of rod that we sell. Well, um, yeah, I sort of I caught myself and I sort of <laughs> I sort of caught myself and saw and and I sort of yeah I saw what I said and just like uh, it could be confusing what I said there. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's cool. Well, I'll answer both of them. How's that? The biggest one's a twelve weight. Um, and it's a tarpon beast, um, you know, talking about, um, you know, rod-specific uh, design. You know, when when I designed that, um, you know, we had um, Oceanside, Florida Keys, tarpon in mind, and the thing is just an absolute monster. Um, you know, it won't kill your arm to cast, but it's got serious backbone to it. Now, in terms of our most popular, uh, we just, you know, we just looked at numbers the other day. And it was our eights and nines. A lot of guys were fishing them, you know, uh, you know, redfish, you know, bonefish, you know, you know, typical, you know, mid saltwater type stuff. Um, but we came out with a seven weight, um, probably mid this year. That is an absolute gem, um, beyond a gem. It's just everyone who picks it up, just you know. I call it the O face. <laughs> you know, they they take one cast. And they just, oh. Well, there's a word that follows O, but yeah, I can't yeah, say gotcha, it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, gotcha. And it, you know, you, I I swear, I, I like casting. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a little weird. I can cast over grass for ten hours straight, and just you know, it, I'm strange like that. That seven weight is such a buttery. Sexy, I, you can't even come up with a with a word to, ca- uh, to describe it. Um, it's just taking off. Guys are you know fishing, uh, you know snook with it, and you know you know light saltwater um, applications. Uh, it, it's just it's it's unbelievable, and it just took off. The guys found out about it through it, and and the seven weights just flying off the shelves. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's it's a it's a badass little rod. Uh, so we got a question real quick. We got a question in the chat room from uh, our good friend Uno Moss. He goes by Uno Moss. Um, cool. He uh, his question to you is: He says I need a rod to plunk a fly maybe 20 feet at resting fish near mangroves. Got to be idiot friendly with minimal false casts. Uh, what do you got? Seven. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's. Uh... I guess here's here's a long and short of it, and I'm not sure if you want to get me talking down this down this road because I'll never shut up. That's all right. Go with it. Being a tournament guy, 
I love throwing long line. You know, as much line as I can, I can throw. That's you know, I'm, I'm always tweaking. I'm all, you know, just how much line can you throw? Now, everyone knows that that's not practical, but you know, I still love doing it. You know, and, and you know, it's not for anybody else, but for me. Um, even now, if you design rods, that that's all they did. We wouldn't sell one rod because you know it's so so specific. So the basic, even though. Even though all of our line or our, our line weights are, are designed differently, they all have the same heart and soul, so to speak. Right. They've got pretty good backbones or progressive taper. They're they're faster rods, but the tips are softer. And I say softer, so don't, you know, don't confuse that with soft. Where I'm going with this is, if the caster has the if a caster has the ability to pick up a rod and throw a, you know, throw a seven weight 120 feet, if he's got that talent. You'll be able to do that with our seven weight without a problem. But it's, it's also nice because the way we design the tapers, that in a fishing application where you see that fish pop up, you know, like in the Everglades, you know, you know, dark water, you know, the fish just show up out of nowhere close usually. That you know, that 20, 25 foot cast, you can load the, load the rod. Um, you're not going to have to fight with it. You're not going to have to make ten false casts. Um, the feel is there close, the feel is there at, at extreme distance, and the feel is also there, you know, all between, so to speak. Um, the 7, 8, and 9, it, you know, it all depends on the size fish and what you're doing with it. Um, you know, I'm assuming it's, you know, like a redfish-type fishery, you know, the question from Little Moss. Um, you know, mid, mid to smaller smaller rods, 7, 8. You know, if, if, if you're an accomplished five fisherman, you're throwing an 8, you can definitely throw a 7 with no problem. Um, in reference to, you know, being able to handle the fish. The seven super buttery, um, you know, but they're, uh, they'll all throw short, they'll all throw long, but, you know, if you're talking mangrove type stuff, seven definitely, you know, if if you need a little bit more backbone and you need to, you know, fight the wind a little bit more, maybe jump to the eight, but, you know, if, if you know what you're doing, that seven weight's an absolute gem. Nice. Yeah. So there you go, Dan. That's all right, man. There you go, Andrew Mixon. So come on up to uh, KVV Outfitters soon and pick that rod up, buddy. <laughs> in fact, but, I think uh, that's one I told you I was sending down to you. When, yeah, when I we believe first so. discussed what you know what you think you should have, that was right. the first one out of my mouth. You know, seven, eight, nine. So you know, maybe even throw a ten in there too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I, I you know what? Uh, that, that's a good that's a good question from because that happens to us especially in kayaks all the damn time fishing mosquito lagoon for redfish. Alan, how many times have you drifted across a flat with a rod with a fly rod in your hand and looked down and there's a redfish laying in the grass like 15 feet from you? Exactly. Yeah, just just drop it out in front of it, but yeah, it makes it makes it tough. So it's good to have that uh, <clears throat> good to have that variable as far as you know long cast, great cast. I've been throwing that you know honestly that. Uh, I know you got some of it too. That that kayak fly line, um, you know, not even in the kayak. I mean, I'll I'll throw it, you know, out of a boat, whatever. It's 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 good. I think that'd be a good match for uh, for something like that. But the rod, definitely, I think, uh, you know, like like Lee just answered for uh, for Andrew. I think that's the that's the biggest part of it right there. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's important, and it's actually very difficult to do. Um, you know, everyone's got their own. You know their own feel and their own like, and you know it's you know it's hard to you know please a broad audience. That's why you know the numerous lines you know come into play. Um, but when you've got a rod like that, you know a lot of here's what's cool. The guys and the pros that I have on board, 
are very accomplished. You know, we, we talked about that in the beginning of the conversation. Right. You know, these guys can cast. You know, so they're, you know, they're embracing the rods. They recognize what's what kind of design went into them to make them what they are. The really cool thing is that they're putting them in clients' hands, and the clients can throw them. So, yeah. you know, whether you're an extremely accomplished caster, like, you know, I've been, I've been, you know, throwing flies for, you know, 22 years now, you know, um, you know, I'm still learning every day, you know, my, my, my stroke changes every, you know, every time I'm out, um, you know, you can, you, you can then continuously change and develop, you know, I don't care how long you've been throwing. Um, but that's, what's cool. That guy can throw, you know, make that rod work. But the guy that's new or intermediate, um, you know, can pick up the rod and I hear these stories, you know, I talked to, uh, Jeff Reducky over in Naples um, two days ago about it. Uh, you know, he had some guys show up on the boat, and they had their own equipment, and it was, you know, older stuff and, you know, old fly line, and, you know, but they, you know, it was a real passion, and they wanted to wanted to get down there and, and you know, do their thing. And, um, you know, Jeff thought they were struggling. And, um, you know, looked at the equipment, and just, you know, it was just, you know, it was what it was. He knew it wasn't, you know, the right equipment for the job, so to speak, because they didn't do it all the time. Right. So let's try this, and, and you know he got the old fix. You know, holy, you know, oh, you know, what is this? You know, and you know, guys that don't fly fish all the time can throw that rod and make it work. You know, they can they they can throw a straight line. You know, they can you know they can they can you know butter a fly into a fish. They can, you know, it's it it works, and uh, it's just really cool to hear those stories and hear those responses. Um, you know, from guys from all different skill levels. You know, you know, it makes me sit back and go, ah, mission accomplished. You know, we set out to do this, we did it, and you know, it just—it's a really good feeling. It's a really good feeling. So, um, you know, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, for those of you guys that haven't checked it out yet, you can go to clutchflyrods.com. That's his website. Uh, if you go to clutchflyrods.com/backslash/apparel. You can see some of the kick-ass apparel that he's got. That uh, you know, I, I really dig the uh, the logo, man. I think it's simple, but but obviously very effective. Um, anyone that looks at that pretty much knows what it is, or at least should. And uh, that, that's pretty neat, man. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Honestly, that was my background's art and design and marketing, all that good stuff. Um, and that was one of the hardest things I've done. Um, you know, usually stuff comes easy to me, but, you know, it, it, meant, it meant so much. It was just, uh, it was very difficult, you know, to settle on something. I mean, you know, we're, basically it's a version of a tarpon fin. Um, and we were going to do, you know, like trot fins for the for the trot rods and, you know, kind of a bunch of variations. But the more we looked at it, the more we decided, hey, we're just going to settle in with this and uh, and run with it. And, you know, it's been really cool to hear, uh, you know, hear the response. In fact, it, it, was in Louisiana well, two weeks ago now with Nick and Scott, and uh, you know Willie came by the house Benson, and um, you know we're sitting there and you know doing our thing and you know talking fishing and you know having you know having some drinks and and uh, you know Willie looked over at me and I was wearing a, uh, a clutch hoodie with the with the with the logo on it and he said let me tell you something he goes kudos you know beyond <laughs> beyond recognition on that logo and that marketing he said. It's just you guys nailed it, and you know to hear stuff like that's really cool. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
because you always second guess yourself. You know, is it right? Is it not right? Is it, you know, does it does it say what you want to say? And it, you know, it sounds sounds crazy and maybe overthinking, but you know, it means a lot, and you know, it, it is going to be your calling card, so to speak. Um, you know, so we wanted to write, and we've got a ton of positive feedback. You know, like like you're you know mentioning now, and it's uh, it's really cool to hear that. So yeah. Well, what's cool about uh, it? It's it's a lot like. Well, and, and I'm not comparing you to another brand, but it's a lot like Loomis in a way that guys can look at your logo who might not even own one of your rods but think that's a, a sweet hoodie or a sweet jacket or shirt or hat or beanie or whatever and want to wear it just because of the logo itself. And, and that, to me, trust me when I tell you, I'm, I'm about three weeks into my business and I don't even have a logo for my business because I'm the same way as you. I've, I've gone back to the drawing board probably 15 or 20 different times and I can't settle on anything because what, as you just said, it's your calling card. It's what people will know you as. And, and, uh, it's tough to do, but man, kudos on that, man. It's awesome for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I mean, you know how it is. You put your heart and soul into something and, you know, you just want to, you know, saying, you know, how you feel to, you know, your your customers, your clients, the public, your friends, you know, everybody. And, uh, you know, it's it's a tough thing, man. I feel your pain. It took me, you know, it, it took me a long time. Um, it kind of stuck in my head, and I, I put it aside and said, well, you know, I'll look at other things. And, you know, and a month would go by, and I'd look at, you know, 50 other things, and that logo and the name would creep back in, you know, into my brain somewhere and keep coming out. It's like, you know, I'd tuck it back away and try something else for a month. You know, and it took, you know, it took four months you know, for me to really settle on that. And it was one of the first things I drew. And, um, you know, I said, well, we're going to run with it. My partner hated it when I first popped it <laughs> on. You know, cause he's, he's not the creative guy. You know, he's, you know, very, you know, technically, you know, um, you know, engineering type mind, and which is good because we, you know, we complement each other very well. And uh, I didn't want to show it to him because I knew he was going to shoot it down and, you know, I was going to get all upset. And, you know, <laughs> so uh, he said, you can show it to me or what? And I said, fine. I emailed it to him. I didn't hear from him for a whole day. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, oh, crap, you know. So uh, I finally had to ask him, I said, what do you think? He goes, well, I don't hate it. Said, Thanks. <laughs> you know, so I responded. I said, well, too bad. I don't care if you like it, hate it or not, um, or what. You know, that's what it is, so deal with it. Let's move on. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it took me you know, four-plus months, and, uh, you know, now he loves it, and, uh, you know, he sees where we're coming from, and, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, and on the apparel side of things, um, you know, anyone who jumps over to the apparel side, we're actually, I'm not sure if you saw it on Facebook or not, but we're actually giving a rod away uh, New Year's Eve. So anyone who buys uh, any, you know, any kind of the apparel, it could be a beanie, it could be a hat, you know, um, name goes in a, in a raffle and we're, uh, we're giving away the clutch rod of your choice um, New Year's Eve. So we'll mount it on Facebook, so... I will be buying a beanie as soon as we are off the show. <laughs> Very cool. I'm already on yeah. the website. <laughs> yeah, so all you need to do is just jump on Facebook, like and share. It, it, you'll, you'll see it on uh, on our page, on Clutch Tackle uh, Fly Rods page. Like and share the link, and then jump over to the website and, um, you know, pick something up. And we'll put your name in, and uh, New Year's Eve, we'll see what happens. Awesome. Well, man, I... I can't I can't thank you enough, Lee, for coming on, and, and I'm looking forward to throwing uh, one of the rods. Hopefully, when Scott gets back in town from Louisiana, 
Um, I'll be able to meet up with him and, and, and toss one around a little bit, but, uh, then well, let's try and get you back on the show again. Um, and you know, let's, let's give it a couple of weeks or whatever, maybe a month or two, and, and we'll see, uh, kind of the response to the store and, and see what's, uh, what's going on. Let's see. Got to ask, is, will KBB have any of their apparel? Good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, we might be able to, to bring in some of the apparel. I don't know. Do you normally sell your apparel through retailers? Uh, yeah, the opportunities there. We do have, you know, obviously programs for the retailers. Um, we do have some some guys selling it. Um, you know, it all depends on on the store itself. You know, it's something you and I can talk about. You know, here as we move forward. Um, right. You know, it's all to you. But we, you know, obviously we do, we do have it available. So. Um, Dean, it will be a possibility. <laughs> there you go. We'll just leave it as it. It could be a possibility. So yeah. But uh, but cool, man. Anything else, Colin or Peppy? No, that's uh, no. That's thanks for thanks for coming on. That was great. Yeah. So thank yeah, thanks for having me. Um, didn't know what to expect. You guys made it easy. This is great, and um, you know, just you know, out of my heart, you know, just appreciate the uh, the chance to get on and tell our story and talk a little bit. Um, you know, hopefully, I you know, wasn't too long winded on a couple subjects, but uh, you know, it means a lot to us. We really appreciate it. We're uh, we're really looking forward to being in your shop down there, uh, KBD, and um, you know it's gonna be a good thing. You know, keep your eye out for us, and you know we're here to stay. So we appreciate all the support, and you know it uh, means a lot. So no worries, man. And this uh, this show is available to download on iTunes for free, usually the day or two after the show airs. So if you wanna pull it, use it for anything, feel free to do so. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot, man, for coming on again. The website is clutchflyrods.com uh, and yes, then sir. check them out on fa- Facebook of course you guys got a Twitter account uh, yeah it's uh, Clutch Fly Rods as well and again Facebook is Clutch Tactical Fly Rods so. there you go very cool thanks Lee alright All right, guys thank you very much have a great night appreciate it have a good time thanks. you man. too buddy take thanks. it easy thanks guys All right bye appreciate it awesome Wow. You know, and and there's a lot to be said. I would I would venture to go out on the limb and say there's a lot to be said for somebody that wants to keep their business American made and to keep it here in the states, even if it, it it's it's cost effective ish. Um, it, it can't be cheap, man. It can't be cheap to try and make your own blanks. I mean, I don't know very many companies that are doing that anymore. Exactly. I don't know anybody that does it anymore. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, we've reached an hour. <laughs> I, meant to throw, I meant to throw some uh, some breaks in between that conversation, but you know what, man? When it's when it's going good, it's going good. You just let it roll, and that's the way it is. You know, it's our show, and we kind of do it the way we want to do it, I guess. But um, what was going to say? So going forward. Uh, fishing forecast. Um, yeah, well, it's warm out, so I think we could pretty much take everything that we were hoping for as far as cool water temperatures, fish acting like it's cool water temperatures, and everything else, and kind of throw it out the window for now. Um, I know that I've heard a few reports of some a pretty legit flounder bite north of us, um, up in New Smyrna Beach area, uh, up in Oak Hill, and then, of course, the Reds and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it's getting better. Uh, drum is in black drum. Uh, the drummer here. There's no doubt in my mind that the drummer here. In fact, uh, on the line we got Captain Alex Gorichki. Yo. Yes, sir. 
Alex, would you say that Black Drummer here? I believe there may be one or two out there. Yes, I think we may have seen one. <laughs> yeah, there's some Black Drum to be had. And then uh, some of the biggest sheephead I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And if you were interested in file fish, apparently you can catch those in the intercoastal waterway as well. What are yeah, you I'm going to start new. I'm going to get a hold of one of those those clutch fly rods and uh, and like the three weight and start a file fish river fishing guide service. I'm going to re, re revamp myself fish for file fish with three weight fly rods in the river. <laughs> in the river. <laughs> in the river. That was that was yeah, crazy, that was, wasn't it? it? It was a pretty interesting situation. It was certainly the first time I've ever seen that many of of a of a species of fish that you wouldn't typically see, you know, in one area, you know, like that. It was pretty crazy. So, but I mean, uh, I saw I saw a pile of them. I mean, I think every pylon that me and you went by had had like fifteen of the damn things on it. It was crazy. Yeah, you you basically couldn't get a said because all the file fish were eating it it was it was definitely a, situ- a situation i hadn't seen before out there but uh actually come to think of it you know there's been a couple of you know pretty interesting catches with the triple tail out there in the river sometimes and you know you never know what you're going to get fish have you know fish have fins and no fences yeah this is true so you just got a chance to go out and uh you just got a chance to go out and fish with chris Sensi aboard his egret for triple tail how'd that go it went good. It went good. We had a hard time finding the fish. Uh, as anybody who went out there that day knows, uh, everything had slid pretty much slid north on us, um, and uh, and and the amount of fish that were were around were great, really great, re- great, great, really great, re- greatly reduced. Sorry about that. But um, you know, Chris took some good shots. I my only fish that I really bowed up on the line immediately broke, and I just kind of felt defeated the rest of the day after that. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Chris had a couple of good fish and it was just like, it, it was not meant to be. And, um, he was throwing the fly at him though. So we, we pretty much, once we, once we lost the first fish, we were like, well, if we're going to get one, it's going to be on fly. So we stuck with just the fly. Um, but like I said, there was a lot less fish than there had been. Of course, you know, when you're on fish for four or five days, they always move the day you need them to be there. But, um, yeah. It was still an interesting situation. It was a little different than he'd ever done it um, because we do the uh, the a lot of fish on sargasm weed and other flotsam, whether it's just, uh, you know, just crap floating, whether it's a five-gallon bucket or a, you know, who knows what, a garbage bag. Um, there's all kinds of stuff floating around in the ocean, and uh, that's what triple tail do. They like to hang out underneath junk. So. Well, you just went out there the last uh... – the days prior to that and destroyed them on out of the kayaks. So, I mean, uh, you got any tips for anybody who's trying to thinking about maybe taking a, uh, a plastic boat off the beach and trying to find some of these things? My biggest tip would be to, uh, actually look to the weather, look to like right now we have a Southeast wind. We've had it. We had it prior to it had blown pretty funky, but we had some, some hard Easterlies. Anytime you get a hard Easterly, a hard Southeasterly, you're typically going to have things blow out of the uh, out of the uh, the Gulf Stream. Everything that gets caught up in there from down in the Bahamas and everywhere else gets drugged right by us. And if you have a hard enough wind, it'll blow that stuff out of the Gulf Streams. 
and especially here in Canaveral, um, it kind of eddies off right here uh, a lot more than it does, like, say, down south where it's, the Gulf Stream just rips by. It takes a lot of that stuff quicker. Here it seems to have a chance to kind of sit and eddy, and the, the fish will kind of lay up under there a little better. Basically what a triple tail is is it's a pelagic flounder. Instead of it sitting on the bottom like a, like a flounder would, it floats, and it lays there, and it waits for something to come in its face, and it eats it. So anytime you're looking for them, you're going to look for something that they would typically be floating under. They're found, I believe, in every ocean in the world. They're arguably one of the most uh, well-dispersed fish in the world. Um, and, and because of that fact that they kind of uh, they just float under everything. I know some of the biggest ones are taken in Africa. We have some giant ones out here. We get uh, If you look at the IGFA record book, it's, it's full of Port Canaveral uh, entries for the triple tail division. Um, we get some really nice fish. But look to that east wind, and the minute you get a little west afterwards, it'll kind of flatten out the seas that were built up by the east wind. You can get out there and go look for anything floating, anything moving around, and uh, have a good chance at it. What we were on was a bunch of uh, a bunch of sargasm weed, and it was very large mats. Uh, some of the mats were as large as my house. And over over the next couple days, actually, because the wind was so calm, the sargasm actually broke up. It needs a little bit of wind to kind of pile it up on tide lines and stuff like that, and those fish will just lay up underneath there and wait for you to wait for you to throw something at them. What were you getting them on? My best bait with those was the um, Slayer Inc. SST. Um, I do one that it really works out well for me. I like a brown jig head, um, and then I put usually in the eighth ounce range because most of those fish that are on free swimmers or up high in the water are going to be, uh, you know, just kind of floating maybe a foot or two under the surface, maybe literally with their fins out of the water. You know, may at the most maybe 10 or 15 feet that you can see down underneath the weed patches or the patch of whatever you see. Um, you might be able to pick up a glimpse of them. Most of them are in that first five-foot depth. So an eighth ounce seems to work really well. And um, and I'll use the Bounty Hunter uh, SST color. It basically comes out looking like a little black and gold-looking sargasm fish. And they go crazy over the thing. Very rarely do you put that in front of a triple tail and he turns it down when he's sitting in the weeds. It looks just like what they're eating in there. Um and then I actually scored that dang savage, uh, the 3D savage shrimp from you, Chuck. And um, over there at KBB Outfitters, the place to go. And, uh, and I'll be dang if that thing didn't tear some triple tail up. And it went through a bunch of fish. It still looks great. I was pretty surprised with how durable that thing was. For a pre-rigged uh, plastic shrimp, you don't usually typically get that kind of durability out of them. Maybe two fish, if you're lucky, four fish. And uh, I put a lot of fish. I was putting it in front of little fish just to watch them chew on it just to see if they could tear the thing up. And uh, right. it did pretty well. I was, I was, so. Well, but, I'll tell uh, you what's uh, what's interesting about the Savage Gear Shrimp is uh, apparently it's caught on <laughs> because every distributor that I've called is either out of them or waiting on a delivery and has like one in stock. So um, it's, it's arguably probably now the best uh, soft plastic shrimp, I think, that's being sold out of, out of tackle stores. Um, I know that I'm, I'm biting at the bit to get them back in. And I just contacted one of my uh, distributors yesterday and told him, or not yesterday, sorry, it was last Thursday. I told him I want, I want, uh, I think it was, I think I ordered a dozen of each in every color and every size they make just because, you know, I, those <laughs> things are just, those things went out pretty quick the last time. So I got a bunch of empty pegs sitting there. 
Yeah, that, I'll tell you what, it, it was, uh, um, I'm not one for pre-rigged lures, or uh, I shouldn't say pre, pre-rigged, pre-rigged soft plastics. Um, anybody who knows me and fishes with me knows that I buy a DOA. If I buy a DOA and it's the pre-rigged one, immediately yank the hook out and throw the hook away. Um, you know, I mean, I'm big on the way I like my stuff. And it's, and, and for all intents and purposes, it's done its job and it's looking nice. And uh, definitely an interesting lure. I'll be looking to throw it in a couple other situations and see how it does in some uh, some different stuff. Um, but uh, it definitely puts some fish in the boat. And uh, the, uh, those tri- the triple tail are real aggressive. If you get it in front of them and, and get that right cast on them and they're feeling right, they're going to come and hit it. And, uh, you know, they got a hard mouth, though, so you got to hit them back. I know we had one. Um, it was a good good probably 10-pound fish that uh, Chris, Chris, you know, he whacked them good in the face, and it uh, hit that, that uh, bone that sits along their lip. And it actually, when it did come off, he, we brought the fly up, and the whole, uh, the whole tip of the hook was just rolled back from, from coming into that hard bone in its face. You know, you got to give them a good, give them a good smacking when you give them a hit, so. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, the triple tail is something we have around, too. Like I said, anytime you have heavy winds out of the east or a steady wind out of the east, you have the potential for that seaweed to come in from the, from the deep ocean, and it's going to bring those fish with them. We also have rev- resident fish that are on the buoys. Um, I don't typically recommend doing the buoys out of a kayak yet. People aren't quite used to it yet, and they can get aggressive when they're on them buoys. Um, but uh, we're going to work on getting them a little bit more used to seeing kayaks outside of Port Canaveral there, real shortly. Yes, sir. <laughs> we had we have we've had some conversations about that and the uh, possible implications of having a, a a launch ramp a bit closer to the ocean mouth. So um, we're definitely going to do our best to to let the boat guys know that we're we're around. But. Uh, just in case anybody is wondering or wants to be able to speak to anybody from Savage Gear, um, I've got uh, a representative from Savage Gear coming by the shop on when? No, what's today? Today is Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday early at nine o'clock. Uh, I'm going to have uh, my Akuma rep, who will have somebody from Akuma and uh, Savage Gear in tow, uh, to stop by and check out the shop and kind of just shoot the crap. So. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns that you'd like me to ask them, or if you want to stop by early before we're officially open, you're more than welcome to kind of pop in, hang out, and listen to the conversation. I don't know. Who knows? You may you may end up getting something free out of it by, by hanging around. And speaking of free, uh, my fine friends over at Akuma have a, have decided to donate a RTX spinning reel to, to the show for us to give away. Um we're going to do that. What should we do that? You know what? Next next week would be a good week to give it away. Next week is my birthday week, and, I, and I'll feel in the like I'm almost in the Christmas slash my birthday kind of giving spirit. So why don't we do that next week? Next Monday, we'll uh, I don't know, Alan, Peppy, you guys figure out a way we can give this thing away. We'll uh, we'll do something. We'll make you jump through a few hoops. Maybe we'll just put everyone's name who's in the chat room in a hat and, and let someone draw out of that hat or what have you, but, uh, we'll, uh, no. What's that? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't talking, yeah, I was talking to, birthday. yeah, Colin and sing happy birthday and they went, they went real. No. Yeah. It's better than that. Okay. I don't really, I don't really celebrate my birthday so much, so it's not that big a deal to me, but, um, RTX spinning reel. That's right. 
So uh, that's a great reel, by the way. That's the, that reel is, uh, I think, the one ju- just below the Helios in the Akuma line of reels. So it's a, I believe, $99 retail. Um, very smooth, very cool reel. Um, we have, uh, we'll have that to give away. So there you go. What else is going down, Alex? Sorry to kind of cut you off there, brother. You got some openings for charters and stuff. If someone wants to get a hold of you to do that, how do they do that? Yeah, we'll get into that. I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, going to be listening to how I can win a reel. You know, I'm always looking to get a good reel. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if I exempt content, the first question. Now, um, yeah, there's a lot of great fishing going on. Like you, uh, you alluded to last week, we hit some, uh, you know, we hit some stuff out there, um, out there in the river. We found those big black drum. There's been a lot of, uh, a lot of redfish moving around. Some really good sea trout. Yet another night out here in Merritt Island at my house where it's real light winds, warm night. Um, there's not much of a moon right now, but that doesn't mean that you couldn't go find a nice top water bite either on your kayak or on foot if you wanted to. Um, you know, there's going to be some trout looking to eat always. Um, other than that, you know, if you want to give me a call, it's uh, 321-480-3255 and look me up on, on the interweb at uh, locallinescharters.com. Give me a shout. Ask me a question. You know, book a charter or just ask some questions. I'm not, I'm not stingy with the information. I'm, I'm an approachable person. Anybody that, uh, anybody that knows me and, and uh, can attest that uh, willing to give out, you know, good valid information. I think that's, you know, that's part of the whole gig. Is, is you either, uh, you know, you either help people along the way or, or you know, or you kind of just fall, fall to the side because people don't, don't like to not be helped when they're, when they're looking for it. You know. So. Yeah. Well, and, and you're you're becoming quite the staple over at KBB Outfitters, man. So if you're hanging out inside the shop and someone walks in and sees you kind of hanging out, they can probably ask you some questions, maybe ask you for your expertise on, on rigging or any of that stuff, correct? Yeah, you know, and I've seen a lot and I've done a lot. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm an inshore guide for the most part. I do the, do the nearshore stuff, whether it's the kayak. But, I mean, I grew up, like you know, offshore fishing from my entire life and and, uh, you know, I, there's a whole bunch of fishy information rolling around in this head of mine. And I'm more than, more than willing to stand there and shoot off my mouth for, for 15 or 20 or 45 minutes if you give me the chance, you know. So, uh, you know, feel free to give me, give, me a, give me a call and ask me a question. If you see me around and out and about, ask me a question. And, uh, you know, I always love to hear a good fish story or, or any of that fun stuff, too. So, um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if you've hit on it tonight, but the I, the – the guys are still out there paddling on the Indian River, and um, and uh, Mike Kaneen and uh, Mr. Uh, Rodney Smith and Mr. John Kaminsky out there, you know, trying to bring awareness. I know they got some paper coverage, and if you guys want to, just take a look at that IRL Adventure page on uh, on uh, Facebook, and they got a kind of live update going on and stuff like that. Yeah, I got to I got to jump in on that a little bit with the uh, mayor of Titusville last week, and. Uh, Got to paddle along. Oh, I'm sorry, pedal along with them and uh, talk to Mike along their journey. They were just coming out of the lagoon, going under, going through Titusville, about to go to the uh, NASA Causeway, and he was he was really fun, man. He was having a good time doing it. He was a really good spirit. Pretty to see 19 days worth of gear stacked onto a little kayak, man. Or, or in the case of uh, Rodney Smith and uh, John Kaminsky, to see it see 19 days worth of gear packed inside of a canoe and by the way 
those two old bastards in that canoe took off away from us, man. I mean, those guys took off like crazy. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see what those guys are doing. Hopefully they can raise some money and some awareness of what's going on in the river situation. And, uh, I have not ignored you non pro staff Murdoch. I'm not picking you as the winner just because it's your birthday. <laughs> However, the next time you should just so happen to stop by KBB Outfitters and we're actually open, that was my bad that day, uh, I'll, I'll have something for you for your birthday, buddy. But uh, anyhow, so th- with that being said, I guess we're, we're pretty much uh, pretty much good, I would think, man. I mean, what else are we going to talk about? Um, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. We have football to watch, so... Yeah, foosball, foosball. We're gonna go watch some foosball. Uh, we're gonna try. You know, I want to try to do something a little bit different in the uh, with the Christmas season approaching, coming up onto the new year. Uh, we're gonna try a little something different here at Kayak Fishing Radio. Our programming, well, or lack thereof at the moment, but we're actually going to try and make this more of a programmed type show. Um, where we're going to have actual breaks and the whole uh, give them a used savage shrimp is what Una Ma says. <laughs> no worries, we'll do that. Um, signed by Alex. Uh, so what we'll do, um, we're going to just have more segments, more commercial breaks, whatever, and we'll try and make it a little bit uh, a little bit easier to follow, I guess. And what we'll do topics and revolve more topics, much like they do at uh, – uh, Fishing Forward Radio and, and you know normal talk radio type shows where you've actually got some breaks instead of seven, you know an hour and twenty six minutes of nonstop talking. You know it does get old for us, I promise you. As much as as much as it probably does for you guys listening. So, um, Alex, you still there? Still here, man. All right, here's the deal. You're gonna have to figure out how to autograph your used shrimp. And uh, and Murdoch wants that for his birthday. Autograph the used shrimp. All right, but I gotta I gotta wait till the new ones come in first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, then, uh, Alan, what do you got, man? Uh, take us out. You got anything going on? No, not really. Like I said, I'm uh, coming up on some uh, double back-to-back work weekends. So I'll have some weekdays off, maybe get on the water. Um, got the, the river. I mean, i got to say the river the last probably week or more has been pure glass in the mornings. So uh, definitely itching to get on the water if I can and uh, probably do a little bit more duck hunting too. So hopefully get some cold weather soon. Other than that, work, work, work. And uh, sponsors? Yeah, I got that too. Sorry. Uh, Bending Branches Aquabound, Jackson Kayaks, Red Zone Apparel, Yak Gear Railblazer, Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, Kayaks by Bow, of course, Temple Fork Outfitters, Slayer Inc. Lure Company, and doing a little some stuff with uh, with the Wascam now. Uh, been doing some videos, some pictures, and stuff like that, which are uh, <clears throat> also available through Red Zone or RZ Distributing LLC. There are some uh, distributors over on the West Coast working on some stuff over here on the East Coast. But uh, Wasp cams are uh, they're pretty cool. They're uh, you know definitely definitely easy to use, um, no problems at all. So 
good piece of equipment. Cool. Right on. Peppy? Um, I'm going to continue. I'm going to, well, I'm going to duck hunt tomorrow. And uh, depending on how everything is, as far as if there's birds here or not, this weekend, if there's no birds, I'm probably going to do a little bit of fishing. Um, Just because, you know, I'd rather be fishing than than being out there, you know, and and not seeing much flying and all that stuff. So it all depends. It's all going to depend on the weather, what the weather does and everything like that. Tomorrow should be a good shoot, but other than that, um, we'll see. We'll just see how it goes. From there, I'm going to play it by ear. And I might be out in the river looking for some black drum. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. So, Very cool. Hit up your sponsors, brother. Yep. And uh, I'd like to thank Native Watercraft, Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, Kayaks by Bo, KBB Outfitters, Slayer and Coolers, Tackle Webs, Orca Coolers, Hook One, Aquabound Paddles, Yak Attack, Black Dog Custom Rods, Ram Mounts, Tailing Toads, and I gotta give big props to, which they will be hopefully in the future. Um, maybe we can work something out, which uh, being worked out with Sea Deck. Sea Deck Mounts Good Pads. That that those guys, I want to big give big shout out to them. Jason from them, he's he, man. That guy is awesome, Chuck. He is one good guy, and the stuff that guy is coming out with. It is incredible. You yeah. guys gotta, you know, you guys gotta check out that Sea Deck stuff for your kayaks. It is awesome. I mean, I saw some of the boats that he put that Sea Deck on. Some of the boats that they're taking to shows. Holy cow! That stuff's that that's amazing. The stuff that those guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those guys are awesome, man. And uh, oh, Andrew Mixon just reminded us to come by if you guys haven't signed up yet, or if you want to. Bring yourself and your girlfriend out next weekend and uh, fish the guys versus girls tournament and come see Andrew Mixon fish in full drag. Uh, wow. So he he said it. He said it. He said he's going to do it. So we're going to hold him to it. And I want I want like six inch stilettos is what I want. I want don't don't try and do this in like some flip flops. If you're going to go full out, you got to be full out, brother. You, and you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. And you, you know what? Like, uh, you, you're my buddy and all, but man, you would be one ugly woman. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tasteful and sexy, he says. That's disgusting. All right. Anyway, it's a family show. So, uh, yeah, as Peppy said, man, C deck. I can't. I can't give Jason enough enough props, man. That guy. Here's the deal. I uh, I contacted C deck a while ago. And uh, exactly because I wasn't I wasn't able to get uh, anywhere with trying to go another route. So I contacted Jason. I said, "Look, man, I said, are you guys thinking about getting into the kayaks at all?" And he's like, "What? No. I mean, we we haven't really thought about it." And I'm like, "Well, listen, come on down to the shop. We've got eight different brands. We carry the, the hottest brands in the market. You will you're more than welcome to come down here do templates. But I really think that this is going to be something." that is going to change the lives of stand-up kayakers. And for those of you that have it, I don't need to tell you how awesome it is. Um, yes, I do. Uh, I've got it on my Pro Angler. Um, I, was, I was slated to have it on my Jackson Cuda. I got rid of it, uh, got rid of the Cuda before I needed it. 
Alan is the proud owner of that set of pads. Randy English has it on his boats. Peppy's got it on his boat. Um, I think who else has it locally here? A bunch of guys have it on their boats now. And soon yeah. to be on the Slayer Propel too. Yeah, soon to be on, on the Slayer Propel. And I yep. just talked to Zach. Zach Reese. And Zach told me that uh, he talked to um, Jason, and Jason told him that he was interested in trying to do the, the Predator, which I thought was crazy because of all the pieces. But you know, nonetheless, uh, it may even be available on the Predator soon. So uh, you can go to cdeck.com, and uh, they've got they've got a, a little link there for uh, the kayak side of things. The the pads are really not that expensive when you really when you really break it down and figure out exactly what it is you got, those things will last forever. And they are, uh, they are definitely a, a, a day changer. You can stand much more comfortably, non-slip when they're wet, um, sound deadening for when you, when you drop, if you just so happen to drop a pair of pliers or lipper tool or whatever on the deck, it, it helps to kind of deaden the noise. Um, plus it looks good. You know, I, I love the way my boat looks. I mean, I've got it in, uh, I've got it in the uh, the false teak uh, with black underlay look and, and a couple of redfish on it. And, and if you haven't seen a picture of mine, just feel free to check out my Facebook page. I've got pictures all over the place of my boat. And I'm really proud of it. But, uh, yeah, those guys are awesome, man. I love those people over there. And they take really, really good care of us. And uh, they've done a good job. I've got them on the top of my 75-quart orca. I've got them making me a pad for the 26-quart orca. So uh, they can do – they already do pads for Yeti coolers and orca coolers. And um, they do deck pad, all kinds of stuff. So why buy a giant piece of it and cut it out yourself when you can buy a custom kit that's pre-cut for your boat? Right, Peppy? That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's easy. I, I, I saw today – I don't. I don't know if you saw Jason today. He picked up his. It's not a you know not a kayak, but he had picked up his huge uh, flats boat, the 16 footer he had that was getting done, and he posted a picture up on Facebook with the sea deck on it today. Yeah. Holy cow, man! I <laughs> I saw it and I showed it to my wife and I go, Oh my god, I want the boat just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's as simple as literally, it's as simple as pulling it out of the bag laying out the pieces and pulling the back or well, cleaning the deck of the kayak off with some, with some alcohol or, or, you know, something to, to get all the grime off and everything else. I just pressure washed mine and then wiped it down dry and, and yeah, it worked pretty good. But, uh, and then just sticking it down. It's a sticker, you know, it's a very sticky sticker, but, um, uh, crazy easy to install. You don't need to be worried about it. It's what's that Alan? I was going to say, we put mine on, and what was that? That was back at the Indian River Festival, whenever that was, was the day we installed mine. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's been, you know, I've, I've put it through the ringer pretty good, and that stuff is not, I mean, it's not peeling, fading, nothing. I mean, it's like the day we put it on. I've got duck blood on it, all kinds of stuff, and it just it cleans right up and look, looks awesome. Yeah, so there you go. I did the same with mine. I got some mud. Uh, tracked on the mine from a couple of uh, no motors on trips looking for a little tarpon and uh, took it through the car wash and just sprayed it off with the high pressure hose and looks brand new. So uh, check out check out Sea Deck man those guys are awesome like I said they, they and they're a local company too we love to support local you know that here at the show and they're located in Rockledge off of Gus Hip off of Gus Hip Boulevard 
right off of US one in, in Rockledge there. So uh, check them out. But I like to. Uh, well, what, what, what's my plans? My plans this week. I'm working. That's my plans. I mean, <laughs> I got to be at the store. So I'm going to try and get out and do a little bit of fishing at some point. Um, going to be doing some filming with my boys here shortly. We're real. I, I don't know about you guys. I'm super excited about that. Um, looking forward to seeing the developments from the move of the uh, Adventure Fishing World Championship and see how this kind of turns out as far as the new location. If you haven't heard, it's been moved to Flamingo. Talking to Pepe earlier got me a little bit excited about the pre-fishing day we're going to have down there. Uh, Randy English has already been so kind as to book us a, a campsite. We've got one guy looking for a teammate still, so if anybody doesn't have who's out there listening doesn't have a teammate and wants to find somebody to fish with chris flores uh one of our other buddies here from the space coast area he's also uh, a local uh, hobie pro um he's looking for a teammate to fish with down there so uh why did they why did it move uh miscommunication on the part of the uh well actually i don't even know it's miscommunication let's just leave it at that um so looking forward to going down to flamingo i've never fished there before it should be pretty cool um I heard it's like 45 miles from the front gate back to the camping area. So you had to go through, you go through the gate and it's like literally 45 miles back to where you camp. I mean, that's, you're pretty much like in the, in the bottom of the state at that point. So, uh, should be interesting. But with that being said, I'd like to thank all my sponsors, of course, uh, starting off with Hobie kayaks, uh, Orca coolers, tackle webs, rail blazer, yak gear, eco nets, ENO, bending branches, slayer, ink lures, KBB, KBB Outfitters, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand. Real Adrenaline Energy Drinks and Adventure Custom Rods. Um, yeah, should be interesting. 315 square miles is the tournament waters. Uh, well, we need to see if we're allowed to use sails this time. Because uh, I don't think any of us will be covering that kind of that kind of land but uh, or water, I should say. But anyhow, with that being said, Folks, it's always important to take a kid fishing uh, and, you know, get your family out there. It's a family event, man. Fishing's, fishing's for the whole family. You know, take it upon yourself. If you're not a member of Space Coast Kayak Anglers, uh, check us out on Facebook. You can look any one of us up on Facebook and send us a request. If you want to be our friend, we'll be your friend or whatever. Uh, send me an email if you have any questions, comments, concerns about the shop or the show. Uh, redfishchuck at hotmail.com. And with that guys have nothing else we're out of here anything else nope good sweet we're out of here you guys uh we'll we'll check in with you next week we'll have uh we'll announce how you guys can can sign up to win the uh akuma rtx spinning reel and then also too we'll go over a christmas wish list how about that that sounds kind of fitting um we'll talk about christmas and uh that is all i got so with that being said God bless. Take kid fishing. Be safe this week. Hope to see you back here next week. See ya. Kayak Fishing Radio presents From the Space Coast of Florida The Redfish Chuck Show Featuring your host Charles Levi, a.k.a. Redfish Chuck, and the Redfish Chuck Show's co-host, Alan Ryland, and also featuring the 
Redfish Chuck Show's other co-host, Peppy Lydow. <laughs> 